In this class we will be in Mitzvah discussing the dinim of schita, of squeezing on Shabbos. Now the real malacha of squeezing in the Mishkan it was called dosh, threshing, when they used to thresh and remove the good from the bad chaff, the good grain from the bad chaff, or from the peel, so to speak. So that would be the malacha of schita, which is a tulda of dosh, which is anyway biblically forbidden. But basically the concept of schita is removing liquid which was absorbed within a certain thing and removing that liquid. That is the concept of schita in halacha. Now there is what's called biblical schita and rabbinic schita and schita which is allowed. Biblical schita is by olives and grapes, zeisim va'anovim. Zeisim va'anovim is biblically forbidden to squeeze the wine or the oil out of the grape and the, and the olive because those <coughs> liquids are very important liquids. The liquids themselves are more important than the food itself. Wine is more valuable than grapes. The olive oil is more valuable than the azayas. Therefore, they would have their own brachas, like wine and olives. Uh, you Technically, if it would be edible, you would make a eight. But it has their own bracha because the juice is unique. It's, it's better. Therefore, biblically, <clears throat> if somebody squeezes olives or grapes on Shabbos, they are biblically transgressing the malach of schita, which is a tulda, an offshoot of the malach of dosh, which is the malach of threshing. The second category, halacha says, is what's called tusim virimenim, berries and pomegranates. <clears throat> berries and pomegranates in many places were also squeezed for their juice. And therefore the Chacham came along and said that if you live in a place that certain fruits <clears throat> excuse me, are squeezed for their juice, the Allah is, it's rabbinically forbidden to squeeze that juice on Shabbos. Then you have fruits which are never squeezed. Those fruits which are never squeezed for the juice, if somebody squeezes them on Shabbos, it's not even rabbinically forbidden, but in America today or wherever we live, those fruits are rare because people today make juice are basically out of a lot of fruits. But for instance, um, watermelons and cantaloupe, if somebody <coughs> squeezes a cantaloupe or a watermelon, halachically it wouldn't be schita because it's not ever squeezed for the liquid. So therefore in a practical sense, even today we have a lot of fruits such as lemons, grapefruits, oranges, apples, tomatoes, all those types of fruits which are commonly squeezed into fruits, into juice, so rabbinically it would be forbidden, so as far as we're concerned, practically speaking, it would be forbidden to squeeze any of those juices on Shabbos. Squeezing does not only mean taking a lemon and squeezing it or taking an orange and squeezing it, but if somebody while eating a grapefruit or an orange would take the spoon and squeeze it against the fruit to be able to get the juice out of that, that would be schitim and that would be rabbinically allowed. Sucking a fruit or biting into the fruit and sucking the juice out of the fruit, that is not called schitim, that's not called squeezing, 
because it's considered the normal way of eating. So you can't squeeze, not with a keli, not with a vessel, and you cannot squeeze with your hand either. And it's either biblically forbidden if it's zeisim vanavim, if it's olives or grapes, rabbinically forbidden if it's all the other fruits that juice is normally gotten from, so then it would be forbidden. Now the din of schita is you cannot squeeze something into liquid, or you cannot squeeze it into an empty container. That is real schita. For instance, if somebody wants to make lemonade, and they're going to take lemons on Shabbos, they're going to squeeze the lemons into an empty container, and then they're going to add water, that would be schita, which is forbidden. If somebody wants to squeeze lemon into tea, that would also be schita, because you're squeezing it into a liquid. If somebody squeezes a fruit to put onto food, and it's directly going onto food, it's allowed on Shabbos. Mashka abala eichel dami. Liquid that goes onto solid, onto food, is considered food. It's not considered liquid. So therefore, if somebody wants to make a vegetable salad, and they want to cut a lemon, and they want to squeeze the lemon directly into the salad, it's allowed to be done on Shabbos because you didn't halachically squeeze liquid out of the fruit. What you actually did was took fruit, food out of the food. If somebody wants to squeeze a lemon onto a piece of gefilte fish, and they're squeezing the lemon directly on the fish to be able to have a, a spice of lemon on the fish, that again would be allowed. There are opinions that say that if you squeeze a lemon, let's say you want to squeeze lemon into tea. So we learned you can't squeeze a lemon into tea because that's chita. What happens if somebody wants to squeeze lemon onto sugar and then put the sugar into the tea? So there are many, many aposkim, many opinions that say you are allowed to do it. Our meaning is not to do it based on the tzamech tzedek. The tzamech tzedek questions if that's allowed or not. And therefore, the Ksaysa Shulchan and other people say it should not be done on Shabbos. According to our custom, we do not squeeze lemons into, onto sugar or onto salt or whatever it may be, because the fact that you're squeezing it onto the sugar to put into the liquid, that has a din that the sugar is already a din of a liquid, and then you're not squeezing onto food, you're squeezing onto liquid. There are opinions that permit it, but again, we as a rule don't do it. So if somebody wants to, let's say, have lemon in their tea, you either take pre-squeezed lemon juice, or another way is, if it's a klishlishi, you can slice a lemon, put it into the tea because it's a klishlishi, you cannot cook the lemon, but then you have to be careful not to take with your spoon and squeeze the lemon against the tea because then you're squeezing the liquid out of the lemon, which would be forbidden. Because liquids... It, because it's forbidden to squeeze liquids on Shabbos, so Chum said also, Mashkim Shazovu Me'alehen, liquids that flow out of fruits by themselves. For instance, if you have a bunch of grapes, a bunch of olives, and there's liquids that comes out of it, even though you didn't squeeze it, it comes out completely by itself. If it's olives and grapes, which are biblically forbidden to squeeze, the Chachamim said, you can't even drink the liquid that comes out of it, 
because you might come to squeeze them. So therefore, if you have a plate of grapes and there's liquid at the bottom of the grapes, which is coming out of the grapes themselves, then you would not be allowed to drink that liquid on Shabbos. It would have to be thrown out. Now the din of schita doesn't only apply to food. It can apply to clothing. It can apply to materials. If somebody squeezes material, a liquid out of a material on Shabbos, it is schita. So for instance, if somebody has a spill, something spilled, and the water spilled all over the table, and you want to clean it up, if you're going to take paper towel and put pressure on it, that the paper towel should absorb the water, and then you're going to take the paper towel in your hand and you're going to be squeezing it, that would be schita, rabbinic schita, on Shabbos. So you have to be very careful when you're wiping up a mess. You have to make sure you can't put pressure on it. You can put paper towel on it and let it absorb by itself. And then you can take the end of the paper towel and bring it into the garbage or the, to the sink or whatever. But you cannot squeeze liquid out of paper towels. And that's why it's forbidden to use sponges on Shabbos. You can't use a sponge on Shabbos because you're going to be squeezing the liquid out of the sponge. So even if you're allowed to wash dishes Friday night for Shabbos day in cold water, and according to most opinions with liquid soap, you still cannot use a sponge because then you're squeezing the liquid out of the sponge, which would be forbidden. And you have to be careful, even when you're not using a sponge, but you have paper towels, napkins, or any of those things, you have to be careful that you're not going to be squeezing liquid out of the material. Which is, brings to another practical din. The Poskim write, they have today baby wipes that are used to when you're diapering and cleaning a child. So a lot of the wipes, if you could take the wipe in your hand and you can squeeze it and liquid will come out of it, you cannot use those baby wipes in Shabbos because you're actually squeezing the liquid out of the material which would be forbidden. So people have to be careful. They cannot use baby wipes on Shabbos if the baby wipes are very wet that you can squeeze liquid out of it. If they're damp, you can use them. But if you're going to be able to squeeze liquid out of it, you can. So then you'd have to put just like water on the baby and then wipe it up in a way that it's not a lot of water that you're not going to become to, to squeezing to do schitem. It's interesting because of this din of dosh and schitem, it's forbidden technically to milk a cow on Shabbos. The only reason why the Chachamim allowed milking a cow on Shabbos is because the animal is in pain, and therefore you're allowed to milk a cow to alleviate the pain of the animal, but the milk that you milk on Shabbos has to go to waste because the schita was not allowed to be done, and therefore the milk would be forbidden. The same thing as a nursing mother who's engorged and she's in pain because the breasts are full of milk. So Halacha says, because to alleviate the pain, the Chachamim allowed the woman to express the milk on Shabbos, even though it's not going to the baby, but the milk has to be immediately thrown out. According to many poskim, she has to either nurse and express the milk directly over the floor or into a keli that has some dirt in it or something that makes it non-edible. That when you pour the nurse, she nurses straight into a keli. You could put a little bit of soap into it, into the keli, into the vessel. But a woman is allowed to express milk on Shabbos if she's engorged. 
not because it's really a din of schita, but be, in, to alleviate the pain, the Chachamim allowed it as long as the milk uh, goes to waste. Now, what have, is a woman allowed to use a breast pump on Shabbos if that's the only way she's going to be able to express the milk properly on Shabbos to alleviate the pain would be allowed? If it's an electric breast pump, the woman would be allowed to use it if it's set up on a timer. Obviously, you can't turn it on and off the breast pump and Shabbos, but if the pump is set on a time and she knows it goes on every few hours and that's when she needs to express milk, she would be allowed to express the milk through the electric breast pump, um, but again, the milk has to go to waste unless if the baby has no other milk and there's not going to be enough milk for the baby, then a Shiloh should be asked to her of what she should do in the, in the expressing uh, process. So again, the schita din is you can't squeeze anything onto any type of liquids or into an empty vessel. You can't, in fact, you have to be careful also when somebody, one of the reasons why it's forbidden to shower on Shabbos or to wash your entire body on Shabbos is because you might come to squeeze water out of the hair. And therefore people have to be very careful when they go to mikveh Shabbos morning whether it's a woman going Friday night or a man going Shabbos morning to the mikveh, they need to be extremely careful that when they dry their hair, they don't brush the hair, so to speak, with the towel because then you're squeezing water out of the hair. What you need to do is pat it dry because you can't squeeze um, water out of hair on Shabbos, which is also rabbinically forbidden.